day, I've spent a good bit of the day thinking, you know, Sunday morning as I was trying to teach, I came down toward the end of the lesson and was just so moved anew and afresh at the thought of how much God loves us. And Brother Goff, I just, I haven't really gotten that out of my system. I was thinking, I was thinking today, and I, I don't know, maybe this is going to be a preview somewhere down the road. But, but I want you to think about, the Bible says, in the beginning, God, right? In the beginning, God. Now, that's our beginning because God didn't have a beginning. So before our beginning, God was still there. God, God has always been. And if there's anything that I know about this God, I know that He is perfect in every way. He's perfect. He is infinite. He is limitless. And so there was nothing but Him. Now, if God is perfect and He is limitless, He didn't need anything. If he needed something, that would mean he is less than perfect. He didn't need anything. And yet, when he needed nothing, he said, let there be. Not because he needed something, but because he wanted something. Some of you see where I'm going with this. God didn't need anything. You know, you think about the, the, the perfect state in which He existed before the world began. You think about it, Brother Nelson. Think about, you know, when, when you, I guess the closest we can get is, 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 is in a, a time of deep, restful sleep. You know, our jobs make us wake up. Our responsibilities make us wake up. There are things we need to do. But, but what would cause someone in that state to just want to leave that state of perfection to face the daily grind and face the problems of this world and what, what would cause God who's got a perfect existence and in all of his foreknowledge he knew what creation was going to cost him he knew what mankind was going to become. 
He knew he was creating problems for himself. He knew that. Didn't surprise God when Adam fell. Didn't surprise God when they sinned in the garden. He knew what was coming. And he already had a plan to deal with it. Because the Bible says that he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So at the very moment when God said, he already knew what this was going to cost him. Now what would motivate him? To disturb that perfection in which he dwelt. To bring imperfection. into being. It's not that he needed something. But it's that he wanted something. I, I could go so far with this tonight and I've got notes in front of me and I don't want to get too, too sidetracked but I'm just telling you what's on my heart tonight. And I never really thought about it this way. Maybe I need to save this for the upcoming couples retreat, but never really thought about it this way until today, but God said, when God looked at Adam, God said, it's not good for man to be alone. Now, you know, when God speaks, things happen. I just kind of see this as, as Adam's happy in the created state he's in. But God said, this is not good. And at that moment, something transpired in the heart of Adam. He wanted not what he needed. He had everything he needed. But he wanted someone. He didn't want to be alone. See, God created man in his own image. So God, in his infinite perfection, he didn't need anything. But he wanted something. Because Everything's perfect, but it's just not good to be alone. And he wanted a relationship. There's so much in this. There's so much in this. Because you, you think about the question of the ages. The, the beginnings of the universe. The problem with science is that science is trying to figure out the how and the what. 
but they're ignoring the real reason the universe exists. And that's the why. I'm, I, 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 I don't know, maybe my mind runs in crazy ways, but you know, you ask an evolutionist and they're going to tell you the world began because there were these gases and these um, what molecules that collide. But, but that doesn't really answer anything because where did those things come from? You can't start with two things. Those two things had to have a start. Now, if you've got faith, you know, you, you, you can, then you've got an answer here. And it begins with God. But the real question before us is not how it happened or what caused it to happen. The real question is why. And it happened because God wanted a relationship. And saints of God, when I think about it, this awesome God wants a relationship with me. Who am I? Who am I that this God who lived in a state of infinite, limitless perfection would want a relationship with someone as limited and imperfect as me but he does he does he wants a relationship with me he desires a relationship with me because it's not good to be alone Another lesson for another day, I guess, but the profundity that has captured my thoughts today is just this wonderful, great God. Deciding, making a decision. I don't want to be alone. And, and he could have created anything. He 
could have created, and he did create angels. But he wanted a relationship with someone who chose to have a relationship with him. That's why he gave us free will. Because he wants us to make a decision that we want a relationship with him. Listen, that's, that's why the church world has got it so wrong. Just believe, just believe, just believe. It's not about believing. It's about a relationship that goes much deeper than believing. It's about falling deeply in love. A love that motivates us to seek to please the object of our love. This holy, infinite, perfect God has chosen to love us. And He is desiring, hoping, that we make a choice. That we want a relationship with Him. See, again, believing, believing doesn't require relationship. I can believe that Joe Biden is the president. But that doesn't create a relationship. You can believe that Jesus is Lord, but that does not establish a relationship. God's not looking for people to just believe it. He wants somebody to love Him. And to love Him to the point that we say, okay, what makes you happy? Because that's what love does. That's what real love does. Real love is not the way the world defines it today. Relationship is really not even the way the world defines it today. Today's relationships are built on lust. They're built on our own carnal desires. But real love says, this is not about me. It's about what can I do to please you. I am so honored to have you in my life. I'm telling you, and I mean this. I'm not trying to win points. I mean it. I don't deserve a wife like I have. I'm honored that she accepted my proposal. And if I really feel that way, then I'm going to do everything I can to make her happy. Because I'm honored that she chose to be with me. And that's the way we ought to feel about God. We say that we love Him. We ought to say, all right, God, I don't deserve this. I'm not, not, not. You choose me 
Who am I that you would care for someone like me? So I tell you what, God, I, I am so honored. Out of the billions of people on the face of the earth, God chose me. I could have been born in communist China and never known about him. But God gave me the opportunity. Not born in a Christian home, but he still gave me the opportunity. Who am I? Do you better understand the terminology that Paul used when he said, it's your reasonable service. That you would serve him, that you would live for him, that, that you would give your life to him, that you would seek to glorify God in your spirit and in your body. That you would present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. That's just reasonable, Brother Goff. That's just reasonable because I don't deserve to be in this relationship. God should have picked somebody far better than me. He should have found somebody a whole lot better than me. But He chose to give me this opportunity. He gave the invitation to me. And so what I want to do is to spend my life showing Him that I love Him more than anything I love Him. He's more important to me than my life's goals. He's more important to me than my dreams, my visions. He's more important to me than anything. He didn't have to choose me. I am part of the reason that God said, let there be and there was. You are part of the reason God said, let there be and there was. You are part of the reason. And it would have been enough for him just to create us. But when he saw what an awful mess we got into, in fact, he knew it. He saw it ahead of time. He knew it was going to happen. And before he ever created us, he already had this plan that he knew there's only one way I'm going to fix their problem. And that is I'm going to have to take on a robe of human flesh and go down there, let them spit in my face, let them slap me, beat me, mock me, put a crown of thorns on my head, rip my flesh open with a whip, Put a spear in my side. 
that's what it's going to take to solidify this relationship. But he said, I'm willing to do that. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he cares about you. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, what a Savior. He gave his life's blood on Calvary. His hands were nail-scarred. His side was riven. He gave his life's blood for even me. Oh, come on. Does anybody feel like just letting him know, God, I'm honored? God, I'm honored that you would love me so much. I'm honored that you would care this much for me.